Life is not a princess story. You don't wake up a princess one day and then things are handed to you until one day somebody gives you the crown and says you're the queen. From Money Fit by DRS, it's the Money Fit Show, your weekly podcast about real difficult money stories, overcoming financial obstacles, and tips for building healthy money habits. I'm Todd Christensen, host of the Money Fit Show podcast. And on today's episode, we meet an eight-time disaster survivor who has refused to accept what the world throws at her so she can define her own success. Life is like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're gonna get. first-generation immigrant who found herself $135,000 in debt as a single parent, Beate Gillette bootstrapped her passion for photography into a highly successful global business and eventually sold it to Bill Gates in a multi-million dollar deal. She is among the top 100 global thought leaders by PeopleHum and one of 50 must-follow women entrepreneurs by HuffPost. Beate is the growth art architect and founder of The Women's Code and the author of the number one international award-winning Amazon bestseller, Happy Women, Happy Woman, Happy World, How to Go from Overwhelmed to Awesome. And it is my pleasure and privilege to introduce and welcome you, Beate Chalette, to The Money Fit Show. Thank you so much, Todd. It's a pleasure to be here. I'm excited. I I, I really do uh, mean that. I, I think it's a great uh, it, lucky for us to have you here, and uh, I'm, I'm excited about this conversation. We were talking earlier that we we do we we didn't really go over many questions because we do want to have this uh, very conversational, and uh, I'm all for that. One hundred percent. Let's do it. Okay. So first question though is one that I uh, ask a lot of my um, guests just to introduce you to the audience, and is did you always want to be, let's say, uh, an author? You know, yes, in a wow. way, I always felt that everything that I have been through in my life, that somebody needed to derive a benefit of all the adversity I had to overcome and what uh -huh. better way to put it in a book. Right. That's, you know, I, years, years ago, I wrote, when I wrote my first book, I, I, before I did it, before I even thought about it, I'd been teaching all these classes and I, I kept thinking, here are all these great ideas in my class and thinking, somebody ought to write a book about this. And at some point you got to say, okay, it's me, right? You, you go like, write the damn book already. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So uh, let, let me go ahead and get right into uh, this part. You, you, seem, you, you seem to be pretty open about your experience. Um, one is about a first-generation immigrant, and, but also having, uh, more to the point, having to deal at one point with $135,000 of debt. How, was that something that took a number of years to um, to come about that that one hundred thirty five thousand. It could be a, a probably a mix of a lot of different debts, but um, is that is that kind of the American way of life that you that you just were living, or was it uh, something that happened? <laughs> you know, I, I yes, yes, and no, no. Uh, <laughs> the answer really is no. This was certainly not a preferred way to live my American dream. It was a accumulation out of a decade of bad luck and just disaster mm -hmm. after disaster. So I jokingly say, Todd, that I'm an eight times 
disaster survivor and i've covered it all from riots floods fires earthquake september 11th a lawsuit uh-huh. a tsunami I've, I've i've been through it all and each and every time sustaining significant losses to my business mm-hmm. and i was a hundred thirty thousand dollars in debt when i was involved in a lawsuit with a former employee mm. who had come up with a business that they had wanted to run, which was my business without me with my key vendor. And so when I finally settled that lawsuit at 130,000, I walked out with nothing. Mm. And then I had to start all over again because my business was destroyed. September 11th took down the second half of my business at the tune of another half a million dollars Mm. in income. And I had to figure out how am I going to build my, my, my future life? And so I built a stock photography syndication and it was very expensive mm-hmm. to uh, digitize photography, to hire people, to do the work for me, to build the business. And so I slipped into $135,000 in debt, which was primarily business expenses, less mm-hmm. so much my personal expense, but because of the way debt functions it was of Mm -hmm. course my personal debt because every every bank uh wanted me to guarantee that i was going to be paying the money back and so i found myself at one point $135,000 in debt and todd Mm -hmm. you will appreciate this one Mm -hmm. when you have to borrow money to pay interest Mm -hmm. on borrowed money (laughs) oh that that hurts just thinking about that also known as the death spiral yeah well, I, you know, I thought I think that's that's something that not a lot of people understand. What you talking about starting up your business? Because there are a lot of would be entrepreneurs that uh, have great. I mean, I I I have a notebook of a thousand different ideas that um, someday somebody will find and use. But a lot of people don't realize that when you go to get a, a your that business loan, you have nothing to show for it yet, and the bank is going to say, "Okay, what can you put up as collateral?" And in this case, in most cases, it's you. Uh, 100%. I think that that misconception that the business is an entity from the day you think about it, and then it's just its own thing, and then everything is going to go hunky-dory forever. That's just not the case. It is you and you and you and you are on the hook. Mm-hmm. When when you... Uh, now. You mentioned uh, in your in your bio that you were a first generation immigrant. How how old were you when you came to the U.S.? I was twenty three. Okay, and had you had you had uh, business experience before or starting your own uh, company, or was that something that you did after you got here? No, I was as green as they come. The reality of it is taught that I'm unemployable. And so, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm opinionated and I don't take no for an answer. I always thought that I had it all together and something great was going to happen to me. And so I had really no choice but to start my own business because it was laid off and I had a, a three months old baby. We were mm-hmm. in a massive recession. And so that was, you know, by the time I was 29, that was it. I was out uh, on my own and have been ever since. And it was a brutal battle. Mm-hmm. You know, I, a lot of, a lot of people I've worked with over the years as a financial educator and all from all walks of life, feel 
feel what uh, how you just mentioned something. You said I, I was unemployable. They feel, you know, I've done this or I can't I don't have this skill or I don't know that. And so people won't I can't get a job. The system's against me. There's nothing I can do to improve myself. Do you ever feel that way? Well, I mean, let's just call it what it is. So if anybody's listening here and thinks the system is against you, um, I'm, I'm going to have to call you on that. That's BS. So the idea about success mm-hmm. is rooted in what you think is possible for you, not what the system hands to you. I mean, that just doesn't work that way. There is no, no entity out there that says, Beata, you're so amazing. Let's just pave this road to victory <laughs> for you. And all you have to do is stumble along in your pajamas have you, you don't even need to brush your teeth and mm. just stumble along and we'll hand you the riches of this world. That's just not going to happen. Let's let's get real here for a moment. When you when you are on your path to becoming successful, I think what's really important to recognize is that there is a mindset piece that that I really encourage all of your listeners to to have their own like honest moment about that and say where am I really at with that? Do I believe that life is happening to me? Do I believe that happen, life is happening for me? Or do I believe that I make life happen? Mm-hmm. If you are in the first category, you're never going to get out of debt because you sit there and you wait that something at some point is going to happen that somehow changes your trajectory of life. Mm-hmm. The only way your life is going to change is if you change. So you have to be very clear about what is it that I want to achieve? That's really the first step. And sometimes that clarity of where you want to go might not be there. The clarity might be about anything but this. And that's an okay starting point as far as Mm -hmm. I'm concerned. And then you need to define what it is and you need to take the steps to go there. Typically, when we change the way our path goes, there is a significant investment of time and mm-hmm. often money involved. Mm-hmm. And the investment is not you spending money. The investment is you investing money. I mean, unless you go out and you buy shoes and, and frivolous stuff and you think you can you know, take fancy vacations while you, while you still haven't figured out how to make an income. Right. So that obviously has to come first. But I believe that this mindset piece to say, what is it that I need to do to change my circumstance is really at the root of success. Did, did you have that mindset? Uh, when you were younger? No, of course not. <laughs> where, where, where did it come from? Where did you, did, I mean, did you have a moment? Did you have an experience? Was there, did you have a mentor? What, how did you, how did you come about and say, okay, this is what I've got to do? You know, this is really, this is really the, 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 the question of the day. And I commend you for, 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 for finding it so quickly. <laughs> So, yes, there is always a moment and and oftentimes in our lives, these are the defining moments. And it was when I was $135,000 in debt, I had, you know, just overcome. I just lost, I, I've just lost so much. And mm-hmm. I went to Germany. My father had a stroke. My father didn't have a stroke. My father had pancreatic cancer and my oh. father dies uh, only six weeks later. Oh. 
And as I'm as I'm standing there in Nether Bavaria, in front of this Baroque church overlooking the valley, and I I couldn't believe that you know I wasn't dead. My my best friend was gone. Mm-hmm. I had I had all this disaster and the betrayal and the lawsuit and and all this stuff with all happening at once. And then my phone rings and it's my office from Los Angeles and they tell me that we've been served a notice. So I'm losing the house on top of everything. I didn't I didn't own uh-huh. the house, but I had a pretty good uh, agreement to rent the house. And I lived there with my daughter and my office was downstairs. So that was over. And so I had to figure out how to pay for funeral on money I didn't have, how to move on money I didn't have, how to make income on business I didn't have. And that was when I had my defining moment and I fell on my knees. I raised my fist and I yelled at God and I said, dear God, if you have a plan, this would be an excellent time to fill me in, which I'm sure most of your listeners can 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 relate to because it comes to a point which is which is your defining moment and you surrender and you say if i have to file bankruptcy at least at one hundred thirty five thousand dollars, it's worth it Mm -hmm. right i am not going to drown in a puddle i will if i drown (laughs) at least drown in an ocean (laughs) full lake right in an ocean yeah all all the way todd all the way (laughs) and then i surrendered and i think that's what these things often often are about that we feel we can control every aspect and we just can't control every aspect of our lives. We do the best that we can with what we have. And then you let go, you let God, whatever you, mm-hmm. you may believe in. And I surrendered. And then I got a letter from the White House. It is, this is a true story. Uh-huh. And I had written a letter to the White House about six months earlier because I was so desperate to you know for anything and my uh-huh. former mother-in-law just would not be quiet about it she says right the pre- president of the united states he's your president too if anybody can help you as the president of the united states <laughs> okay. and she went on and on and on todd and finally i said fine i'm gonna write the damn letter so i wrote a letter to the white house and i get an answer and this letter put me in touch with a small business administration uh-huh. and not with some underling but with the deputy chief director Mm. because the letter came from the white house and I walked in with my business plan. I was prepared and my portfolio and they helped me to find a loan that restructured my debt in a 10 year fixed SBA backed loan Mm -hmm. with a bank by the name of Vineyard Bank. I mean, how Mm -hmm. much did I like that name? (laughs) (laughs) And and that freed up my line of credit. Yeah. All $45,000 of it. That brought me to break even three months later. Wow. That got me to being the world leader in my category 18 months later. At what point a Bill Gates privately owned company knocked on the door wanted to know how i did it mm-hmm. and i told him if they needed to know how i did it that they better be making me an offer to buy the company and they did and so i became a multimillionaire <laughs> within 18 months after the worst moment of my life so 18 months after you're standing there in front of that church in in, uh, in germany hopeless and, completely hopeless yeah. yeah and and you have that moment and that's when things just seem to find finally. I mean, it's, they don't fall into place because you had put them into place. You had written the letter. You had created the idea, the business, and the. But 
it it went in the in a different in, in a direction that you did not expect it to go in. That yes, and that that goes back to what I just said earlier, Todd. Is that when you go into these moments of despair, and you are you're out cold. Life is not a princess story. Mm. You don't wake up a princess one day and then things are handed to you until one day somebody gives you the the, the, the crown and says you are the queen now. I mean, that happens, you know, maybe like <laughs> once in England, but right. that doesn't happen in real life too much. So you are in control over your own destiny and what the story tells or what the teaching points of my story are and why I wrote the book and why I do what I do today, mm -hmm. where I do a lot of consulting, help people grow their authority, scale their impact, develop strategies and uh, plans for, for business visionaries and leaders to help them to really go out and scale that impact, grow that authority and make, make the impact that they came here to do is that you have to do the work even though the work is scary mm -hmm. and you don't want to uh, take any more risks, but that's the whole point. The whole point of this is to push you out of your comfort zone and to say, you asked for it. You want it to grow. Here it is. Now yeah. grow. If this is what you want, you can't just have it just because you want it. Yes. So, you know, there, the princess story, you, uh, you know, Bavarian, I'm not familiar, that familiar with it, other than I know it's beautiful area, a lot of beautiful areas, but you were not born into a castle in Bavaria. No, not that I recall. <laughs> uh, I had, I had a very a challenging childhood with a mother that has some mental challenges mm -hmm. who was very unpredictable and very uh, volatile. Mm -hmm. So I, I left when I was not even 17 years old to move to a different city to start my life because anything but that was better. And that's how it started. And then from there on, I fought my way every step of the way to get to where I am today. And yeah. it was certainly a big fat battle, but luckily I get to live to tell the story yeah. and hopefully inspire others to not give up, to stay committed, to keep the eyes on the prize, to not dwell on when stuff happens to you too much. I worried about paying my bills only twice a month. I trained mm -hmm. myself to not go into the dark hole of despair 30 days a month, because mm -hmm. that doesn't lead to anything. You worry about how am I going to pay the bills when you have to pay the bills. And then yeah. the rest of the month, you make sure that you do something about changing that. Yeah. Well, I, I love the title of your book, the how to go from overwhelmed to awesome. I mean, um, so many good women in my lives can feel that way that, you know, you want to have it all, do it all or, or be it all, but it can, it just, it can feel overwhelming. And yet, uh, you know, you're you're here showing that even when you are completely down and out and, and feel like you have nothing left to lose, you, you, you lost your, your father, you lost your home, you lost your you were, you were losing your business. You still had uh, you still made it through. Yes. And that's really the message of this podcast episode is that it doesn't matter where you are right now and how dreadful it might look and how devastated you might be, but you have to trust that this is just one 
one spike in the wheel mm-hmm. and not 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 the final destination yeah. you you have a lot more to go you're just gonna have to do the work well, i i appreciate that i don't know i don't think i want to um take it any further than that that's that's kind of the the message and and uh from the messenger here so uh beate uh, how can how can our listeners find you online yeah so uh, you can just google me beate chalette which is completely unpronounceable so uh, <laughs> take a look in the show notes for the spelling Absolutely. you'll yep. find me on all social media i have a youtube channel uh which is uh, full of tips for how to grow your business and uh, strategy, of course. And you can find my, uh, my, my podcast at Business Growth Architect Show for those of you who are entrepreneurs and want to know more strategies about how to grow your business. And you can always just reach out and say hello um, via my email or contact us form on our website. I always like to hear from you and hear what you're taking away. And hopefully you have a little bit of a ray of hope that yeah. helps you to find your way through the darkness until you can see the light again. Well, I would imagine, I would imagine as we, as, as I'm about to ask you for your one piece of practical advice uh, here to end up, but I would imagine that's, that's a message that you give to a lot of uh, your clients that they might be going through uh, some, some very dark situations as well. Just finding that one, one ray of hope and, and going from there. Yeah, I mean, there's two things I, I would like to share in closing, Todd. Mm-hmm, and, yeah. and number and number one is you have to imagine that there's always a light switch in every room, even if the light is out and it's a new room and you don't know how mm-hmm. to maneuver. You know, sometimes you just have to crawl around on your hands and feet until you find that light switch and maybe somebody put it in a in a hidden spot. But it is there. You, it's your job to find it and turn it on. Mm-hmm. And the second piece is that Use failure as a strategy and fail faster. If you mm. stop taking failure personal and make it about that it's it's a confirmation that you are not smart or a, or, or a failure, right? Mm-hmm. If you if you change that and you think about it that failure or your perception of failure is nothing other than a person standing at a crossroad with a big fat stop sign telling you that that road is now a cul-de-sac and you cannot get through here. So instead of throwing yourself in front of the guy with a stop sign and crying why this is happening to you, get back in the car, turn around and find a different way. Mm -hmm. I love that. Yeah. I I fail. I love what you said. Fail. Faster. Mm -hmm. Um, My my son last year in one of his high school classes was read the book fail failing forward. I think the the same idea with the same idea. So I I appreciate that. Take what take our failures, which we've all been through um, many times, and and uh, learn from them and see how we can get to to where we want to be rather than where we can't be right now. Exactly. Beati, I I. Really do appreciate your time with me this morning, uh, today, and um, uh, for what you've shared and and being open about your your own personal journey. And um, I sure wish you all the best as your your continued success and and helping other people. So thank you for joining me today. Thank you so much for having me, Todd, and for everybody listening. Make sure you subscribe to Todd's podcast and leave him a five star review because he does this because it's a labor of love. 
And I think, thank you. I don't even have to say that last part uh, that I had all written down for myself. But Happy to do it for is. you. <laughs> I appreciate that. That exactly. I, it does help us uh, spread, spread the love. So uh, I will just say then until next time, uh, you can check us our podcast uh, archives out at moneyfit.org slash podcast. But until we meet again, stay money fit and stay well. 